You are listening to the CMC Podcast. Join us each week for messages designed to equip, inspire, and motivate. And now for today's message from Pastor Tim Brooks. Well, I want to welcome all of you. We'll certainly want to begin by welcoming those joining us on podcast. We never want to start without saying that because we've got folks all over all over everywhere watch it, listening to us on podcasts, so we certainly want to welcome those doing that as well. We're beginning a series on the parables of Jesus. Pastor Paul and I will be teaching this series, and he and I were talking about it today. We're excited about this. Um, I, and as Paul and I were talking earlier, there's really no way for us to, to put into words the importance of this series because we are, we are learning how to live a holy, godly life from Jesus. Uh, the studying of the parables, this, in a, uh, this is something we probably ought to do every year or two. Go through these parables, out of how much more important could it be than out of the mouth of Jesus. Here's how you live a godly life. Here's how you become a holy generation. We're going to be using the book Practically Speaking as an outline, if you want to follow us, if you want to get that book and take notes in the margin, uh, they are out there in the foyer, and you can get one to follow along as we begin. Turn to Mark chapter 4. Let's get started. Mark chapter 4, verse 1. Mark chapter 4, verse 1. Once again, Jesus began teaching by the lake shore. A very large crowd soon gathered around him, so he got into a boat. Then he sat down in the boat while all the people remained on the shore, and he taught them by telling many stories in the form of parables such as this one. Okay, Jesus taught by telling stories in the form of parables. If you look up the definition of the word parable, that is a short story that teaches a lesson. And we've got to understand what Jesus taught. When we read a parable, I, I want to continue to caution you. Careful, don't just get caught up in the short story and miss the meaning of this. Verse 3, listen, a farmer went out to plant some seed. Now, obviously, Jesus is not about to engage in a class in agriculture. Uh, he's not going to teach us a class on horticulture here. He's about to reveal a spiritual truth for our lives. And you have to get that spiritual truth. You, you have to grab a hold of what he is saying. Here's how life works in the realm of the Spirit. He's going to reveal spiritual truth through an analogy, through a story. All right, let's read. A farmer went out to plant some seed. As he scattered it across the field, some of the seed fell on footpath. The birds came and ate it. Other seed fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seed sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow. But the plant soon wilted under the hot sun, and since it didn't have deep roots, it died. Other seed fell among the thorns that grew up, choked out the tender plants, so that they produced no grain. Verse 8. Still other seeds fell on fertile soil, and they sprouted and grew and produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even a 100 times as much as had been planted. Then he said, 
anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand it. Verse 10, later, when Jesus was alone with the twelve, the disciples and the others who were gathered around said, What'd that mean? They heard the story, they heard the analogy, but didn't get it. They, they, what did that mean? What did that mean? We just can't let that happen for us here. In our lives, we cannot let that happen. We're going to have to get a hold of the truth when we read the truth. Verse 13. Jesus said to them, If you can't understand the meaning of this parable, how will you understand... Get this. How will you understand all of the other parables? Clearly, it's why we're starting the parable series with this parable right here. If you don't get this, you're not going to get anything that Jesus taught. If you don't understand this parable right here, then how will you understand anything else that Jesus taught? So this is a key. I mean, this is the foundation. The understanding of what he is about to share with us is absolutely vital to your life. Now, there's no sense in reading anything else that Jesus taught if we don't get this parable. So I want more than ever for you to sit up on the edge of your seat here in the next few minutes. I want you to put your mind in gear, turn off the daydreaming, turn off all the, everything else you're doing, and let's focus on getting what Jesus is saying. Verse 14. Let's look at this. The farmer plants seed by taking God's Word to others. Let's break this down and let's apply this to our life. Well, okay, well, now, Tim, hold on. I'm not a farmer. I live in the city. I've lived in the city my whole life. The parable is not about farming. It's about spiritual truth. So don't just turn this off because this is not talking to me. Don't be like the disciples and miss it. Verse 14. The farmer plants seed is an analogy. The seed, look at verse 14. The seed is an analogy of the Word of God. Now, it's vital. you got to get this. God's Word is seed. Everybody get that. Look right here at the page. Just stare at your Bible. Say it with me. This is seed. Say it again. This is seed. Now, when you hear the Word, when you go to church on Sunday morning, on Wednesday night, when you go to expand group, when, when you at Teen Challenge guys, when y'all have chapel, when you what what you are doing is hearing what? Seed. That you're here. Oh sleepy. Well, hold on. You're hearing seed. You're hearing seed. This isn't a religious exercise that we go through on Sunday mornings or on Wednesday night. Or in youth night, it's in youth group. It's not a, when Josh in youth group breaks out the Bible and starts reading scripture. This isn't a religious exercise. He is like a farmer who is sowing seed. All of you teen challenge guys, listen to me. When you sit down in there in chapel, and whoever it is they have teaching that service, they're not boring. It's not a religious exercise. It's not just a religious motion. They are standing in front of you 
they are a farmer, and that farmer is sowing seed. Uh, well, I like him. Do you like him? Yeah, he's kind of funny. I like. I'm not talking about whether you liked his presentation, whether you liked his voice. I'm telling you, it's a farmer sowing seed. Now you got to see this. Seed is being sown when you come to church, when you go to expand, and you go to the group, our expand group. Paul was telling me earlier about Expand this coming week and what they're going to be talking about, what they're going to be learning. We've been going over, he and I going over what's happened the last number of weeks out there and what they're learning. When you go in there, you've got to know they are, it's sowing seed in your life. When you read the Word at home and you're sitting there reading your Bible, you are sowing seed. Now picture this, you are the soil. You are the soil that the seed is being sown in. Now, you're the soil. The word going forth is seed. Whether you like the personality of the speaker or don't like or whether, whatever his voice is monotone, here's what I'm telling you. You're the soil. He's the seed. Now, let's talk about seed here just a minute. In and of itself, seed's not just a whole lot of good. Because you can't live on a handful of seeds. You, you don't eat a handful of seeds and that be enough nourishment for you. But if planted, not only can you live on, but many, many, many others can live on what is the result of a seed. The harvest of a handful of seeds, it, it, it's phenomenal when you think about it. A seed is to produce a harvest in your life. Now think about this. We're going to plant one apple seed. One little apple seed. We're going to plant one apple seed. And we're talking about a huge tree that produces apples, countless apples, year after year after year. How many people eat and receive nourishment off of the countless apples that that one seed produced. Okay, God's Word is seed. You're going to hear a truth when you're there in a sermon, when you're reading the Bible, when, when somebody is teaching, you hear a truth, that truth goes inside you, and then it produces an unbelievable amount of fruit Year after year after year. Not only in your life, your wife's life, your kid's life, your neighbor's life. I mean, on and on and on. It just continues to produce. A seed is to produce fruit. That's what God's Word is to do in our lives. Year after year in our own life. Now, we receive nourishment. Life is sustained by what we eat all coming from what is planted on the inside of us. Now, I think, and I've been thinking all afternoon about the different seeds that have been sown in my life, in Terry and I as, as a couple's life. Uh, I can go back and look at truths that, that exploded inside us 35, 40 years ago that still daily affect the way we live our life. That, that still affect what we do. Don't ever come to church. 
Don't ever come on Wednesday night, Sunday morning. Don't go to expand group. TC, guys, when you walk into chapel and you catch you a seat, a seed is about to be sown in your soil that for the rest of your life will produce fruit and you can eat from that fruit. Something that you get in Tuesday night chapel at Teen Challenge or at Thursday night chapel at Teen... Something that you heard can produce fruit in your life and will affect your life every day from now on. It'll affect your wife. It'll affect your kids. It'll affect your neighbors. It'll affect how you work. That seed will produce a fruit in your life for the rest of your life. Wednesday night, after Wednesday night, after Wednesday, Sunday morning, after Sunday morning, after Sunday morning, you come in and you hear God's Word. And over time, your life will be fed and will be nourished, will be sustained, will be strengthened, will be empowered as that Word that you heard bears a harvest. Now, let's talk about a problem. Sometimes... Seed produces no harvest. Sometimes you go to church, and it doesn't do you one little bit of good. Some of you Teen Challenge guys, you're raised in church. You've heard countless sermons. It hasn't done you one little bit of good in your life. Our primary job every day is to see to it that the seeds that have been sown in us, produce a harvest for us. That, now, that's what I focus on every day. What I've heard in the Scripture, that is seed, what i got to focus on is making that make fruit, bear fruit in my life right now. I need fruit born right now. Now, it's sad. It's tragic to me that people come to church and they see no harvest in their life. That's, I don't know what to tell you is sad. As pastors of this church, Terry and I talk about this. We, we talk about it all the time. We ask ourselves this all the time. Why do some come here, get connected with this church, and their whole life changes? Their, their, their marriage, their finances, their kid, their relationship with their teenagers, their, their wife. They're literally, their whole life changes as a result of being in this church. And others come to the same church, hear the same sermons, do the very same thing, and they come for a while and flat don't get it. I mean, just don't get it. And, and that bothers me. I mean, that bothers me that people come here and get no benefit out of coming here. Their life is just still a wreck. Been coming for two or three years, and life still a mess. I, you know, it bothers me that we've got young people that come to our youth group and twist off, messing up, Police running them up and down the road, and them jumping out cars, running in the woods, and being in our youth group. What the? What? They did what? I mean, been in our youth group for how long? And they, what the what? That haunts me. 
I'm just telling you. That, that oh, we got young people that have been in Leaders Academy for nine months, 24 hours a day hearing the word, and they, a week after school, they were where? Jesus explains it. Let's read on. Verse 14. The farmer plants seed by taking God's word to others. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message, only to have Satan come at once and take it away. You can watch this happen in Teen Challenge all the time. I mean, I heard the message the next morning, twisted off and ran out and gone. What, where, where'd they go? At once! Didn't last it. Verse 16. The seed on the rocky soil presents those who, who represents those who hear the message. Oh, man, they are so fired up while they're in Teen Challenge. High five. Praise the Lord, brother. Praise God, brother. Hey, brother. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I mean, I mean they're just so fired up about God. And I'll pray for you. I'll pray for me. You pray for me. I'll pray for you. Oh, they just turned on to the Lord. They didn't have any roots. So they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems. Or the little persecution comes. Some of the guys in TC started persecuting them. Twist it off. There they went. Verse 18. Seed that fell among the thorns, here's what it represents. Others who heard God's word. But all too quickly, the message is crowded out by the worries of this world. The lure of wealth and the desire for other things. They just desired other things so there's no fruit produced in their life. They've been in youth group now for six months, a year, three years, but their desire for other things. They desire, they've been coming to expand for a year, but just desired other things. They came to Leaders Academy for nine months, but just the desire for other things. I like to get to verse 20 because that's everybody that comes here. Here's everybody that's a member of this church. Fell on good soil. That represents those who hear it, accept it, and it produces a harvest of 30, 60, or even a hundred times as much as had been planted. Now let's go back and look at this real close. Why does the word not work in some people's lives? Why at Team Challenge do we have guys that entire life was changed and has been changed for the last 20 years? And why do we have guys that come to Team Challenge in a month? What happened to them? Didn't, didn't, get them? didn't do any good. Okay, Jesus explains this. Verse 15. The word falls on the footpath. The soil. You, your life. When that sermon, when the scripture, when that spiritual truth falls on you... You are a necessary part of it producing a harvest. I didn't get nothing out of church tonight. Well, I don't doubt that, hardhead. It just, it fell on a hard head. I, I didn't think you was going to get anything out of it when you came. You're just like a piece of concrete. You're like sidewalk. And you wasn't going to get anything out of church when you came in church. Because you're just like a piece of concrete. You're like a sidewalk. You're like a footpath. And you don't let anything go inside you that can benefit you in any way. The word falls on a footpath. 
on the sidewalk and it lays right on top of the ground and Satan just comes and picks it up. Your life can be so hard. Hurts in the past. Oh, you don't know what I went through. Well, I hate it. That's, a, that's just an excuse. That's a defense mechanism for not tilling up your soil and letting God change your life. See, the Word doesn't penetrate. It doesn't go inside. And I see people that the Word goes forth and they are not affected at all by it. Others, every Sunday. Just look at it. Every Sunday. Others every Sunday. Boy, Tim, that was something. Oh, my goodness. But Satan comes at once. Verse 15. At once. Some translations that you're reading says immediately. Immediately. And you can watch it happen. You can watch it happen. The Word starts to go for... I can't tell you how many countless times I've stood up to preach. And two minutes into the sermon, you got to go to the bathroom. Just hit you. You, you can't just sit there and hold it for 20 more minutes. See, immediately, that word that's going to, that's going to change your whole life, you've got to jump up and run out go to the bathroom. You, you just can't sit there. See, imme- immediately, Satan's going to do anything he possibly can to keep you from hearing the word. I can tell you, and you think I can't see, and I can and, and, and I've been doing this for a long time, and I can preach and see what you're doing at the same time. I'm preaching, I'm writing next week's sermon in my head at the same time, and I'm watching you goof around. When I stand up to preach, I hadn't even called out a chapter and verse, and you grab your phone, that's because this guy over here is texting you, and I watched him get his phone, and I watched you receive the text. I can see that happen while I'm preaching here. It's amazing. Here's what I'm telling you, immediately. Here's what I, write this word, immediately. At once, Satan stole what could have changed your whole life. Immediately, immediately. When you get a revelation that God's word is seed and that you're the soil, you'll need to go to the bathroom and we'll sit and go after the sermon because I don't want to miss what might happen in my life. Your phone will go ding and you got a text message and you'll turn it over and not even look down at it because you refuse to be stolen from. I refuse to have a spiritual truth that's about to be sown in my life, stolen from me, that could affect my marriage, that could affect my finances, that could affect my level of peace and joy for the rest of my life. Do I turn that phone over? I'm turning it off. I'm not going to respond to a text from over on this side of the room about are we going to Sonic or are we going to pizza as soon as this guy shuts up. Teenagers, daydreaming, thinking about something. Hard soil, hard soil. No way that that seed is ever going to take root. Satan gets it immediately, verse 16. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy, but they don't have any roots. See, oh, pastor, that was the best sermon. That was the best sermon. You know, I wish I had a nickel for everybody over the last 40 years that has told me I'm the greatest pastor in the world. 
that no longer goes here and hates me. I, I wish I had a nickel for everybody that has run down here to tell me how good this surge was and then don't show up next Sunday. You know what I think? If it was that great, it's the best thing I've had. Well, I'm sleeping next week. I didn't get to come. If it's the best thing I've heard in my whole life, I'd crawled there. I'd have hitched my car, but I'd have hitchhiked there. If it was. But see, they, there's no root. They, they just don't last very long. They don't last long, and they got offended, and they got something in mind. Somebody hurt their feelings. They received it immediately with joy. They just don't last very long. Why do some get it? And some get so excited about this church. Why do they leave? Jesus explains it in verse 17. They don't last long. Because the soil was rocky. And there was no root that went down deep in their life. Few problems come and they fall away. Verse 18. The seed that fell among the thorns represent others who hear God's word. But all too quickly, the message is crowded out by the worries of this life, the lure of wealth, and the desire for other things. Desire to get high. Desire for another thrill. Desire for another feel good. Desire for popularity. The desire for just other things. The lure of wealth. See, the word goes in. Roots go down. Growth begins to happen. But the worries of this life. What if I don't get a boyfriend? What if I don't get married? What if I, I'm in this church, but I look around and there's no guy in this church that's very cute. All the guys here are ugly. What if one of them ugly guys asks me to marry him and I don't say yes, then I'll never get married in my whole life. What if I, I got to get out of here and go down to the bar and find me a good one. <laughs> the desire for other things. I mean, you were getting it. The, the, the roots were going down. I mean, I could watch your life being changed right here at Leaders Academy. I watched great things happening for you. And man, and by, by November, you weren't where you were in September. By January, you, by February, you some. And I mean, a week after graduation, you got lured by other things and desired for other things. And here you are taking selfies. What? Just... The lure of other things. See, look, and you can watch it happen. You're starting to get it. Yeah. Teen Challenge guys, you're, some things are happening for you. It, roots are going down, and you are getting a hold of it, and you're starting to get it. But after a couple of months of being here, then you start desiring other things, and you're desiring other things that got you here to begin with. What are you doing? What are you doing? The desire for, uh, watch out for the desire of other things. Watch out. Verse 20, it's my favorite verse. Because I've been talking about other Teen Challenge centers, not this one. I've been talking about other church members, not this one. Because you guys in this Teen Challenge center, you hear it and you get it. See, you, I'm talking about other guys. See, here, you, you guys hear it, and it's producing some fruit. 30, 60. So that, that's what's happening here in this center. 
See, see, what's happening here in Christian Ministries youth group is we got a bunch of teenagers getting it. They're getting it. They're get, I, I talk to folks every day as I'm doing business. Boy, those young people in Europe. You know, Tim, a teenager from y'all's church was in this place. I'm telling you, that's the most respectful. That's the most godly young man. I hear it every day all the time about somebody that's a member of this church going and doing business somewhere up and down this highway out here and then bragging on you because, see, you're a verse 20. You get it. You till up your soil and the word falls on good seed. Now, when you get a hold of the fact that the word is seed, what you start doing is protecting your seed. You, you listen to the forecast, and they start talking about it's going to have a freeze tonight. You're grabbing your plant, and you're getting it inside. See, you hear a forecast that things are not going good downtown Hot Springs. Then I'm going to get my seed, and I'm not going downtown Hot Springs after midnight. So i got to protect my seed. I'm not going down and hang out with those guys because I'm protecting my, hey, man, you want to go cruising? And no, I'm not going there because I'm protecting my seed. So I've been working too hard to get this seed growing in my heart, and a harvest is about to come, and I'm going to protect my seed so I'm not going to go ride around with you guys because I know that my seed will freeze. I know that my seed will get scorched. And so I'll... See, the word is seed. And it produces in your life. And Terry and I just celebrated our 40th anniversary. And the only way that we did that is by seeds that were sown in our life 40, 30, 25 years ago continued to bear fruit because I get mad. But I got to get seed that's bearing fruit. I, I, I get angry, but instead of flying off the handle and threatening her and screaming, I'm going to get a divorce and I'm leaving you. I'm going to let seed come up in my heart. And it's going to control my tongue. And it's going to control what I say. And, and, and the fact that I've been in church for the last 40 years is affecting the way I talk to my wife right now. It's affecting the way I live my life. The parable Jesus taught is the word that is sown on good soil. It'll produce a harvest. It will produce a harvest. Now, if we don't understand this one, there's no chance of getting anything else that Jesus taught. You've got to understand that the word is seed. And you have to put yourself in a position to receive the seed, to read the Word, to be in church, to listen to podcasts of the sermons. you, you got to keep yourself hooked by, and, and having that seed sown. You, you don't drop out of church. You don't quit reading your Word. Yes, you got mad. Yes, you got offended. Yes, you didn't like this. And Yes, somebody... But I'm not dropping out of church. I'm not quitting youth group. I'm not quitting expand because somebody said so-and-so, and I didn't like the donuts that they brought, and so I'm not ever coming back. I'm like, whoa, I'm receiving a seed here. Now, I'm, I'm getting a seed, and I'm going to protect that. And I'll just have to go to the bathroom in a minute, but right now i got to get this seed. 
I'll have to return this text in just a minute, but right now I'm getting this seat. See, when you get a hold of this, and you begin to allow the Word to produce a harvest in your life, 30, 60, 100-fold return begins to be manifest in your life. you got to get a hold of the fact that the Word is seed. Y'all stand. Lord, tonight we're just, I mean, we're grateful to you for the Word. We're grateful to you that the Word is sown in our heart. Thank you, Lord. And now we, day in and day out, toil, till up our soil. And we receive your Word. We protect that seed. We watch over that seed. And Lord, that each person here receive a huge harvest that they're going to church that they're going to chapels that they're they're going to expand group it's not just a religious exercise to meet some people but that it is receiving seed that changes our life god direct us and guide us in jesus name Amen. You have been listening to the CMC Podcast. For more information about CMC, our different conferences, Christian school, college internship, resources, and more, go to cmchurch.com.